We've got DJ Savvy, Fifty Shades of Grey, and the eight types of men you'll find on dating apps today on It's Complicated. Powered by Acast. You're listening to It's Complicated with your hosts, Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli, coming to you live from the AfterBuzz TV studios in Los Angeles, California. Hey, everyone. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of It's Complicated. This struggle is real when you're dating in the city. I'm Lauren. And I'm Jen. And today our drink of the day is a Moscow Mule because TJ Savvy, our guest, loves this drink. Yes. And DJ gets what TJ wants, sure guys. Does. I'm making it right here. I mean, Whew. shout out to the bartender. Vodka. Coming yeah, my way. Yeah. Okay, you guys. Psyched. Yeah. So today we have Jim Saviano. A.K.A. DJ Salvi. Salvi. Make sure you say it right. He is in the studio. We're so excited. Um, he is one of the newest and upcoming artists currently touring electronic dance scene. And he's a DJ, like we said. And he broke out in like late 2015. So like we said, he's very, very up and coming. Um, you might know him. He was featured alongside BB Rexa and um, on Havana Brown's uh, Top 40 hit Battle Cry, which... I know. Good song. Great song. Um, he also released his first solo single, Breathe It In, or Drink It In, whichever one you prefer, <laughs> but we like to say Breathe It In. Um, and there is, you know, like four million streams of this song so far, so it's obviously doing well, and he's got like a really great sound. Um, his stuff has gone viral. He's in like the viral 50 of the top 10 and 100 dance tracks on iTunes. There's been like early support from really huge DJs like Tiesto, um, Artie. I don't know how to say Tritonal. Is that the one? Because I'm sure. not totally familiar with that person, but sounds like Morgan an adjective. Page, Blaster Jacks. Like a lot of people are talking about DJ Savi, and we're talking about him today too. We sure are. And as Breathe It In continues to build traction, Savi also just released a major collab on November 25th with Armada Music and Nerd. Nervo. You guys, Nervo's a big deal. Yeah. And Lauren Bennett. Um, and after only four days that it had been, you know, released, uh, it was added to full rotation on BPM and iHeartRadio. So that's a big deal because you just never know, like, how far a song's going to go. You never know. So just getting it out there is the first step in the game. And he also played his first music festival um, in September uh, in San Diego, Kaboo. Sounds snazzy. It's a new music festival, Kaboom. I guess. And uh, I feel like music festivals, by the way, just put a lot of vowels in the word. Totally. Like Lollapalooza, it's like all the vowels. And like uh, Bonnaroo. Right. It's like, what, what is, is that? These, I don't know what you're there talking There must about. be like a method. Like, you know how there's like a generator for stripper names? Yes. It's probably like it's that. It's like that. There's like an algorithm yeah. for like consonants versus the number of vowels <laughs> or something. I don't even know. Anyway, but he's also played like the big clubs. Like he's, you know, been on the marquee at Dre's in Vegas, at Omnia in San Diego, and even Eleven in Miami. And again, has played next to some of the top DJs um, like Calvin Harris, uh, hello, hi. Steve Aoki, Tiesto again, Cascade, Avicii, Nervo, Jeez. Alesso. I mean, Afrojack, just to name a few. Like, really, this guy is blowing up. up. And the crazy thing is, I actually know him from like years ago so yeah. to hear what a shock surprise <laughs> Jen for president here's um, your Moscow mule oh well, thank you my dear I don't know how strong it is it doesn't even matter but like all that I'll take vodka, it so, oh wow you know. sassy for 10 a.m. in the morning yeah, um, yeah so I've known him for years so to hear that he's doing so great is phenomenal That's and nice. great to have him on the show so glad that he's coming in he actually got his start interning for Carson Daly oh yeah who's one of my favorite hosts on TV other than us oh wait hold on <laughs> thank you, need, you. you need a line. dash me please yeah. um, he was a co-host on the Hot Hits Live uh, from L.A. alongside Andrew G. and is also an actor who's appeared on Touch, on Fox, Entourage, guys, that show, Punked, and Greek. He currently lives in L.A. He's their neighbor. Um, and we're going to talk with him about what his big plans are for 2017, yeah. what songs are coming out, what tours he's got going, and what it's like to be with the DJ. Uh, yeah. Because, um, you know, people are groupies, and maybe we'll be some of them. And maybe we will be. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, my God, it's so full. So full. Help. Uh, you, okay, well, we'll take care of that. Mm. Mm. Oh, wow. Yes. Okay, guys. Uh -huh. All mm -hmm. right. But first, before we get into some celeb news and DJ Savvy, we are going to uh, fill you in on what we've been up to this past week when we air our dirty laundry. 
Um, so it is a very small world in LA. Once you've been here long enough, you realize that that is just the case. Like everyone knows everyone. Like you know DJ Sabi through this person and that person. And anyway, so um, I have a couple of different mutual connections to my boyfriend so it always makes you think like how you met somebody or if you would have met like in another way because of so many different connections so um we have a connection through a friend I know on my own right that he dated in college we actually went to her Christmas party she's married now with her husband she's having a big birthday soon and we're going and it's just like it's just crazy how you know that all happens and then we went to a baby shower this past weekend for a girl that is best friends with a girl I used to nanny with. The girl that I used to nanny with is married to my boyfriend's uh, fraternity brother. What? So they went to college together, and we all know this family, this couple that are married with three kids. My boyfriend's daughter is, like, friends with their daughter that I used to hold when she was first born because I knew the mother before she was even pregnant. We worked together. Wait, I have a quick question about this, all this familiarity. Now, does that make him feel more familiar because you know the same people? Like, versus... Kind of. Like, a stranger? Like, he's got all these, like, kind of... Like, not, um... It's like mutual connections yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it does a little bit, but, yeah, yes, I guess in a way it does. It's hard to really say if it's just because he's also so warm and welcoming, too. But, yeah, it does also feel like, kind of like we're cut from the same cloth, but not really. Like, so, yeah, that does, anyway. So, um... I think that's what a lot of people are missing from the dating apps. Because it's a perfect stranger. Yeah. And I feel like you're almost more apt to date someone you have, like, a mutual friend with. Sure. Just because it's, like you feel almost more connected to them. Mm -hmm. And we met through a mutual friend. So my friend that I've been friends with for like years and years and years met him more recently. And then we met through him so that he was the catalyst. So it was sort of just kind of like, there was a lot of different mutual connections. So yeah, maybe subconsciously that is like a thing. I don't know. I mean, it can't be a bad thing. So anyway, um, and then on Saturday, later on Saturday, we had everyone over his house for like the football game. And like, it was nice to have Jen was there because, uh, my boyfriend's daughter is in love with Jen. Like, um, yes, I the sat time. there through. Uh, I went to the hair salon. Yeah, you went to the hair salon, the pre- pretend hair salon where they did my makeup, my hair. Um, I and don't know nails. My nails, also uh-huh. and my, the massage. And well, I asked them. I was like, guys, you know, if you really want to make this a legitimate hair salon, you should probably incorporate massages because that's what they do. <laughs> so the little seven-year-old girls were massaging my hands. I was like, well, I'm going to benefit from this game too. Of course, so that was a very smart turn of events. Thank I you. That. Um, and it was fun because I've got a lot of girlfriends that have are married with kids and we you don't lose touch you just sort of like they're the type of friends where I could go months without talking to them not that I do and it wouldn't really matter um, those are the best kind of friends yeah, a because nobody's taking offense like you haven't called me like get who fucking cares dude like right. we're life friends. happens also we're friends like right. there's nothing that you need to worry about like you have kids and a husband and a house and the things and I'm still going out and getting drunk with my girlfriends and like that's not your life so nice but anyway it was nice to incorporate them into it because they brought all their kids over and they were playing with my boyfriend's daughter and then it was single singles too we stayed up really late playing cornhole and drinking I drank beer all night and was really hung over the next day and I don't know uh, why Ichiwawa. and I'm really excited for girls night tonight that is exciting mm-hmm. I am too um, I like I mentioned last week am in the process of adopting a little pup she's a mom i think she's got a name morgan freeman no but why um, not though when I, I had promised that i would reveal i think her name this week maybe oh, you didn't did? i okay. think last week i said oh, that yeah. she'll have a name by next week because you wanted help too. right i needed help so what did you pick um i even created like a google form oh, and i send it out to people oh, yeah, she did do and that. and i wanted people to vote and cast their like maybe suggestions you made an interesting choice Fizzgig. <laughs> yeah that was a name i had never heard of i actually saw from, that it's from dark crystal and i was like did she really write that maybe dark. it was someone else no it was me yeah it was you um so i actually had to read our outline to know it was you to oh, put it together. Right. Got it. So anywho, I think her name's going to be Mochi because she came from okay. Asia and she's a cute little pup and I call her a monkey so I feel like it won't confuse yeah. her that much if right. her name is Mochi. Yeah. That's she's cute. she's a real cute baby. She got spayed this week. So I actually spent Ugh. a lot of last weekend and this week with her caring for her. She I actually had a third date with somebody. He came over and made me dinner and uh-huh. like played with the pup and mm-hmm. it was really cute to see how he like took to the animal and how she took to him. And, and this is the same guy from last week. Yes. Okay, well, and like, so he's like. a really great guy. Great. Um, see how we'll see how that goes. I'm like kind of like positive about it because great. you know normally I'm not, and I get like the heebie-jeebies from people. And like, Ugh. but that's okay. Even if there's a moment where you get the heebie-jeebies, it's okay. It's just like a process of getting used to it. the heebie-jeebies can happen, but if they like 
are lasting a long time. Yeah. You might have a moment where you're like, okay, I need, yeah. Well, this one doesn't give me the heebie-jeebies. He actually, he's actually great. He's Good. got like a great balance of all the things that I like mm-hmm. in someone. So we'll just see. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sort of more focused on my animal than anything Which else right great. now. And I'm being a good mom and like, she threw up yesterday and I was like, ugh, everything's going to shit. I can't talk to anyone today. Yeah. Focusing on animal. So. I get it. Like, he's just sort of there and he's like, he understands and he's like, well, we'll hang out this weekend. I'm like, great. See you then. <laughs> like, I'm busy with the animal. I so like it. Talk I to like you when I talk you're to you. busy. Ugh. Me too. And. Gosh, speaking of busy. Yeah. Uh, we've got some celeb news. We're going to pack yeah. up our emotional baggage and we're going to meet our favorite celebrities in baggage claim because. Amanda Seyfried has been pretty busy, and under the radar, there's announcements and weddings and babies. Oh my! Uh, she All at has once. Never been more excited because in her Vogue Australia interview in the February uh, issue, she is going to have a baby. She announced she's going to have a baby. She's about to get married. She said she's never been more excited, and you know she's really like not doing the traditional wedding thing. She doesn't want a white dress. She doesn't. She said she's dressed up so many times on the red carpet, and all the attention's been on her. Like she doesn't want it to be like that. I've totally agree with her. I don't, I do want a white dress because like I don't wear white, I'm sure she's worn a million white dresses Right, before. in movies especially she's and, played brides and things. And she's gotten married a million times she said, but all the attention on me and all that like shit, no thank you. Like, No, I think it should be like a joint experience. I hate when people say like it's the bride's day. It's like it's not though because there's also another person getting married to you and all of your guests are right. there and it's everyone's day. The bride's day is on her birthday, Mother's Day. Yeah. Uh, just those days really. Only it's just too days. much pressure. So I agree with her. Anyway, good for her. Congratulations. Congratulations. And apparently, by the way, they got engaged uh, like two months ago. Oh, yeah. Well, which well, would make sense because now she's announcing the pregnancy. Right. So that means she's been pregnant for three months because you announced it at three months. So mm-hmm. they got engaged one month into pregnancy. I did the math. Uh-huh. So maybe, I, listen, I'm not saying that, they're on, that they got engaged because they're pregnant, but I think it's a good impetus. Sure. Sure. Nice word. Thank you. It's my $5 word for the day. Great. Um, so Jamie Dornan wants to make one thing clear. Ha <laughs> uh, He is not Christian Grey. I mean, in he, fact, he wouldn't even be friends with Christian yeah, Grey. He said he wouldn't even sit next to him in a pub. No. And, like, he seems like a cool dude. Like, uh, not Christian Grey. <laughs> no, Jamie Dornan. Not at all. Jamie you know Dornan. He's fucking hot. But he Ugh. actually kind of, to me, I don't know, he doesn't seem like a cool dude. Or maybe I'm just only going on every time he talks about this movie that's making him a shit ton of money. He sounds a little ungrateful. He's like, this is kind of a shitty movie. I'd never, this guy's kind of an idiot. Like, I guess it's going to make money, but it's kind of dumb. It's kind of lame. It's like, dude. Stop, like, killing everyone. Stop taking the sheen off of it. Like, you're well, an actor. You're playing somebody that you're not going to be friends with. Yeah. It's not you. Calm down. But he also does say, like, that he totally gets people that are haters because he's like, it's not for everyone. But he yeah, totally is like, uh, you know, 100 million copies sold. There's yeah. obviously going to be butts in the seat. So, uh, in the seats of the movie. So, he's like, listen, I know that I'm going to get paid. And I know there's an audience for this, yeah. and that's what it is. And he's an actor. He takes a job. So yeah. I'm not mad at him for it. It and is what it is. And he also is very openly saying, like, it's not my bag to be, like, S&M, but, like, I don't, you know, fault other people or judge other people if that's their thing. I kind of like that he says that. Yeah. Because, like, it's so hard for people often to separate actors from their roles. Yeah. Like, people, like, stop people in the street, and they're like, oh, my God, Christian Grey. He's like, I'm probably Janie, just Jamie Dornan. Yeah. He's got a wife. He's got kids, the whole thing. He's so hot. So hot. I can't Whoa. handle it. It's that, like, serious look that's like questionable you're like what's I going on behind s- those eyes i never saw the first one. Oh, you gotta see it it's just trashy and amazing it's yeah like watching like, the bachelor i like trash um anywho so uh, speaking of trash you might find some on these dating apps yes, out there mm-hmm. because there are eight types of guys that you'll cross when you're on the dating apps now there's always going to be the great one that like catches your attention but then there's these other guys <laughs> so there's probably nine there's the one that gets through the fucking ruckus and then there's the guy who openly wants one thing yeah. because he's not shy about it he's yeah. just you guys match you text and then he's like uh so i'm out with some friends you want to hook up yeah all of a sudden it just comes Chris. out of nowhere Chris. or there's the guy who tries to pretend he doesn't want only one thing and then all of a sudden he's like so uh do you want to ho-? like he'll have have that banter with you and then all of a sudden he'll just say do you want to so you want to hook up sometime and you're like thrown for a loop because you spend all this time talking to this guy and you're, you're like, like no i thought it was going in a certain direction and all of a sudden no his true colors come out How? like we haven't even yeah. met yet and you're just asking me why don't you you meet me and try and like woo me right i mean you know take them um, take someone on a couple of dates Mm-mm. 
let's just see what happens there. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's the guy who's just too keen. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, super into you. And then, like, continues to ask you for plans. But it's, like, almost right away. And you're kind of, yeah. like, you wonder if there's, like, a sense of desperation there. Totally. Or if they're just really excited because they've been through the f- rigmarole that yeah. you've been through. And they're just, like, finally a normal person. I want to see you tonight. Yeah. But and also, then, and then, people and then, are busy. And it's, like, message after message after Ugh. message with no response. Yeah, get, or, a, get a hint. what about the guy who changes his mind? That's fucking annoying. Like, they're talking with you. You're making plans. Like, you, where'd you come from do you like this bar i like this bar Ooh, how about we go here and then all of a sudden there's like no no top no nothing radio, radio silence. silence rude so fucking rude uh been there done that though yeah uh then there's the guy who can't take the hint oh that's the worst kind of like the guy who's too keen and if you don't keep responding and then he keeps writing you like hello yeah obviously and- it's not gonna happen i mean i've experienced a hundred of those sorry guys it's not that i like I've changed my mind too, but like, yeah. I just, I, or the guy that can't take the hint. It's yeah. all the things combined. Yeah, really. it is. It is. It is. And then, you guys, there's the bencher. Now, we talked about this with the, this is why you're single girls. Mm. And this is a real thing. It's the guy that messages you like every few months. It's also called like a breadcrumber. It's like someone who sprinkles and then like periodically messages you, but like so few and far in between that they're not really trying to make an effort, but they don't want to let you go. It's like they're hold keeping you on the bench. Bench. That so is annoying. annoying and, like, really, honestly, like, I, I think the first couple times it happens to you, you're like, that's weird. And then after, like, the second or third you time, you're it. like, motherfucker, bye. Yeah. Boy, bye. Um, then there's the guy who keeps chatting but never makes a move. Okay. No one wants a pen pal. Oh, it's the worst. That's the worst offense out of all no, of these. No, because it's like, A, you're a stranger. And, and B, we're already having to do small talk. And that's, like, insignificant. And then C, you check in with me and ask me how my day is. But, like, do you want to see me and talk in person? Wasting or you time. really care about how my day is? Wasting time. So much time wasted. And then there's last but not least, and this is like probably a little bit more like rare, but mm, a little Christian Gray. If we're gonna someone on call the, it what it is, someone on this panel could relate. It's the <laughs> unabashed fetishist. That's a word. Um. So this is just someone who straight out is like, I like S and M and chains and whips and barking like a dog or whatever. And I'm not vanilla. And some might write in their profile, and, so, and then some other people might go out with them, and then some other people might receive texts that say, I'm into BDSM, so if you're not into it. I appreciate your honesty, but listen, it happens. Right. Um, all right, guys. So before we get ready to have DJ Salvi in the studio, we just want to play one of his songs for our song of the day. It's Battle Cry featuring BB Rexa and DJ Salvi. It's Havana Brown's Battle Cry. We like this song because it's like about strong women. It's an anthem. It's like you drop your insecurities at the door and you drop the beat with DJ Salvi. And you know what? It's like kind of like a kiss-off song. So... Play it while you're working out, getting ready for a night out, or just play it out. It's a good one. Download it. Take a listen with us for a second. Yeah. It's good. It's good. I mean, I'm like really having fun over here. I don't know who the alcohol, the song's on, and... DJ Savi's in the house. That's right. Hello. What up, what up, what oh up, my what God. up? Morning. We have a ginger beer for you, sir. Oh, wow. You really got all the way up here. Look oh, it. we are You even get a Tito's cup. I think I've slept about four hours total in the last 48 hours. Okay, good. Then this should Sweet. help. This is exactly what I need. Okay, all right, here. All right, I'll present it to you. <laughs> okay, here. It. Um, you stay there. Wait, I'm liming. I'm liming. Oh, lime it. I'm, oh, God, cheese. Sorry. Sassy. I'm trying here. I'm trying. You're I hope good. I made it to your perfection. My hands are clean. Or are they? <laughs> It's fine. He's left for four hours. He's good. All right. Welcome. 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 Okay. So where have you, where have you been um, that you've only slept four hours in the last 48 hours? Yeah. What do you Tell us about your. I did. uh, Well, it's been the last couple of weeks. It's been pretty crazy, but I was in Miami. Then I did four nights in Vegas. And then I am trying to finish this next single. So it's been a lot of late just studio hours. Jeez. Yeah, I wish I could tell you some crazy party story, but it's really just been work. But that's okay. That's actually better. We, we I appreciate feel like that's that. better. Uh, um, cheers, by the way. Yes, cheers. Cheers <laughs> to 10, cheers. 30 in the morning vodka. Yeah, why not? I mean, you know. When else would you have it, really? I mean, I hope it's good. Kathy Lee and Hoda drink at like 7 oh, yeah. in the morning. So. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah? Good. I, you know what? We gave you this beer, but there's also there's this options. one. So this if you is want an open more, bar. No, that's, did... that's a good one. Okay, good. I I'm don't know it. what I'm doing, but you know, <laughs> anyway. Um, okay, well... Happy New Year, yeah, by the happy way. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well. 
All right. Saw you at the end of last year. Yeah, finally. I know. It's been like years. So we know each other. We already discussed this on the show. And I was trying to think of like how we knew each other, but like through like our friends. Through friends. We go yeah. way back to way your back. earlier party days. Oh like my God. when I first Both moved to Both of your earlier yeah. party days. But look yes. how far we've come. We're actually working professionals now. Trying, right? Yeah. Oh, I think you're both doing pretty well. I, <laughs> and yeah. I'll piggyback on that. Yeah, and here, here you are, I'm too. Here too. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the studio, Lauren. Um, <laughs> Welcome, yeah. Lauren. I'm here. Um, so, all right. I mean, I know how you, like, started in music, but you got to tell everyone how you got into music. Because, like, people move to L.A., <laughs> They've got big dreams. There's always a story, too. Like, we started out somewhere and ended up here. And, like, it's not always a clear path. No. You end up somewhere that ends up feeling right. So where did you start? Like, how did this all begin? Uh, I moved to California from Chicago. Okay. And I was managing a nightclub at the time called Hyde Lounge. Which yeah. Is where, the first Hyde Lounge. Where Golden and I go way back yeah. to. Yeah. 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 Good times. <laughs> oh, God. And I remember our, that. our resident too. DJs were uh, DJ AM and Steve Aoki and Sam Ronson and... Um, in working my 80-hour slave work to the venue, I also had been in bands and play instruments my whole life, and you could just start DJing on a laptop. So I was like, I could do that. So I started as a hobby. Um, on my birthday of May 2007, I bought turntables. What? And my first gig and was a microphone? actually... Uh, two turntables and a microphone. You're quick. <laughs> <laughs> I got it, too. I said yeah. it. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Uh, my friend Brett Gursky, who is also our <laughs> mutual Shout friend, out to Brett. Mm-hmm. Uh, was doing these dinner parties at the time that Dustin Hoffman's son Jake was the DJ at and mm-hmm. had booked a film and he needed someone last minute and asked me if I could do it and I had never even DJed before uh, but I knew how to play music and that night it was like you got thrown to the wolves Paris Hilton Lindsay Lohan like all these girls <gasps> were right? you scared? Uh, I was nervous for yeah. sure but <sighs> it went really well and that basically catapulted the start of what became this career so you felt like you were kind of like pushed into you were kind of prepared and you have a background in music wait what instruments do you play by the the way drums and the guitar okay so you can keep a beat clearly (laughs) and that's good and uh so then you probably felt like you had this background but like actually getting up there and doing it is a different story so once you did it and were good at it you probably felt like all right well i don't know if i was good at it but i did know how to play good music and well well, i feel like that's half the battle you have to have good taste yeah Yeah. that's true if you put on shit and then there's, like, dead air, and, like, people don't know how to, like, mix the music right, and then people look at you. Yeah, but, like, I mean, like, <laughs> the mixing in the dead air is a technicality, but at least if the songs or are good, skill. people will forget about it. You know what I right. mean? Right. You would. do have good taste in music. Eight years ago, here we are. Here we are. That was eight years ago? Yeah. It's been a hell of a journey and still Jeez. growing, so it's it's actually the most exciting time I've ever had right now, because oh I started putting God. out music last year, and that's really changed everything for me. Yeah. Okay, so you mean putting out music like you're producing songs and... Yes. So producing and work? writing songs. Okay, so you produce and write. Now, when you produce, like, let's say you were you were part of Battle Cry that we just played. I was. Um, what What are the like steps in that? Yeah. Did somebody already like write the lyrics, and then you're like, here's the beat? Every Every song's different. Um, some songs I you will go into a, a writing session with you know a couple songwriters or a songwriter, and we will literally sit down to the guitar or piano and write a song. Okay. Um, others you get a vocal. Um, you know, it just depends. Okay. That specific song, BB Rexa had co-written um, with this guy, Jonathan Keys, and I think there was one other person. And the vocal came to me by way of my publisher. And um, I worked on it for a while, just trying to figure out, like, how to make it modern, because I think it had written been written several years earlier. I kind of was just sitting around. But when I heard it right away, I was drawn to it. And um, I met this guy named Billy Van, and him and I had a, I don't know, we just had a very clear cut idea that worked and we pitched it to um havana brown who was a really close friend of mine for like several years back when i used to do a radio show in australia and um she was into it and then i don't even know how the magic happened because it was different publishers different labels is massive headache and somehow it all came together and um havana put it out uh i think late 2015 mm-hmm. and it went um it went top 40 in australia but at the same time, BB Rexa had gotten Hey Mama, and that went, I think, like number two in the world. Okay. And so Warner Brothers put all their attention into that record. Nice. And it was um, Havana's first time in the pop genre. And for whatever reason, it just didn't cross over into the rest of the world. But okay. it did pretty well in Australia. 
Yeah. And it's really fun, and the video is really fun. And I think you make a cameo in that video. Yeah, Wait, cameo right in the, the beginning, yeah. right? Wait, where? Are you one of the the dead guys or something? No, I, I think was he lives. The cowboy in the beginning that gives her a little uh, head nod. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. I <laughs> By the way, I, it was this. meant to be like, I. if you've seen my other videos, I don't like it to be at all like focused on me. It's sure. always on someone else or the song. And yeah. then. You know, you make a tiny little camera. Yeah, Wait, but to. how odd, considering you you are also an actor. So you wouldn't want to be a bigger role in the videos that you're in? It depends, you know. I haven't found anything that makes sense. I don't yeah. want to do the cheesy thing. Like, it's not like, hey, look at me. It's, it's to me, you know, the music's really important. I'm really selective about the kind of songs that I've been putting out. Um, my first single, Breathe It In, like, I, I came up with the concept um, with Hannah, who's in the video, and I... Uh, produced that and I edited the majority of that project you know um, this wow. music video we just did with Nervo we had this idea for the the mannequin concept before it was the mannequin challenge uh-huh. oh, and yeah. so obviously there's something creepy about mannequins dude it was awesome in film and yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's super eerie right yeah uh-huh. there is but that was a concept being used in film and, and, and television at the time but it had not crossed over into music so we were ahead when we had the idea and then but everything's a process race Remmer took yeah. it to another level well, it's it's you know it's kind of like dating, like when you're talking about your battle cry in the process. Like that song had been written like years before it even you know actually came to be. It's almost like when you know somebody. Like I know people who like had been friends for a while, and then all of a sudden one day they like start dating. It's like how do you do that? Like thing, and then things just start making sense. Like you said, you met with a writer, and like all of a sudden there's no explanation as to why it works. Yeah. It just does. Timing. It's like timing. Do, do you, okay, so do you think that when it comes to like obviously professionally and musically, like timing, even just writing the music has a lot to do with it, or just making a project come to be, timing has a lot to do with it. But in the dating world, do you believe that like timing is everything? Some people don't think it is. Like it says right here, it's complicated. Sure is. It is, but it I... It is very complicated. Yeah. You know, I think that uh, as you go through different stages in your life, you will interact even in the way that you watch a movie from 20 years ago because your life is so different now. It means something completely different totally, to you. Totally. That's a good way that. to say it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, you're not watching the movie connecting to the movie as much as you're connecting what they're telling you to your own life and then you're relating in whatever you're going through. It's like a time. whole different story. Same thing with songwriting, you know? Um, some of the songs that are coming out, not just for me, but artists in general, they've had for years or at least a year or two, you know? And sometimes it takes a year or more to even break a record. It just depends on... Um, the circumstances surrounding it. Right. And some of the music that I've put out I've had for two years and then also one of my records that's coming out in a few months I um, <laughs> we just wrote like a few months ago. So Can you tell us about that song? Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> tell us about it. Or, uh, What's it called? Oh man. Uh, the song is called uh, Mom I Made It. What? And is it because you made it? Look Mom I Made It. <laughs> It's uh, it's a song that was literally about the journey of following your dream and then achieving that dream. And the girl that I wrote the song with is this 18-year-old girl wow. who moved here um, with her family. Her whole family moved here for her music. And so when she was telling me... How supportive. Me, like Taylor Swift. Yeah. Damn. Her mom's actually, I think, the trainer for the Kardashians right now, too. Oh, shit. What? But her family had moved here literally for her music. She um, is really young. And when she told me the concept, I've had this concept I wanted to do called mm-hmm. Mom, I Made It for a really long time. I just didn't know if it would be like a movie or what. And from her talking oh, to God, me. Oh, God. So it was so broad. It was. It was really just like Mom, I Made It. Like a concept. Broad. You didn't know if it was going to be a song or a movie or what? Oh, wow. Clear as day what I wanted to write about. And um, there was another writer in the room with us. And, and they were both kind of like, yeah, I don't know. And I was like, no. We And, you know, it's really hard sometimes. When I was younger, I wouldn't maybe not have had... Um, the persistence to say let's stay in this lane and try this and it did and it was all for the best because we wrote a massive hit and I have um, a huge name that's going to come on the record I just can't say who it is oh my god but I'm I'm really really stoked and that's going to be I think like probably at least three or four more releases from now so there's several more records I'm putting out before we even get there okay Uh, so is this like your 2017 resolution to just like pump music out Mm -hmm. pump it out well, I spent... Pop up the jam. Mm-hmm. I spent... I broke up... <laughs> Had to. I broke up with um, my girlfriend last... Or we broke up last January. And I spent the first six months of 2016 living, like, in a studio, making music completely isolated from the world. Do and you think that that having a girlfriend made it hard to focus, or are you able to compartmentalize? Um, it, both, you know? I mean, a lot of... Some of the stuff I was writing about came through the experiences from that relationship. And then I think once I got a lot of that out of me, 
you know, you work on different like different songs that the stuff I've been writing now is not really relationship based at all because I think I've I've discussed that and I'm not there. It's more about um, more passionate stuff mm-hmm. and, and just maybe some life issues that are going on. Sure. But when you spend, you know, I travel every weekend, so you mm. like literally live in an isolated room, pretty much the size of this room, and the only person you talk small. to are the people you're writing music with, right? Mm-hmm. So when you get out, um, it's you know, I remember going to dinner with my friend Katie. And it's like the first time I'd sat down with somebody in almost half of a year. And I almost like broke down crying because I like I had so much I needed to talk about, yeah. but I was not wanting to get it out. I wanted to uh, get it out in my work. Save you know? it, yeah. I wear my heart on my sleeve and I think it's really important that as an artist that there's a message and not just like, oh man, I need to figure out what to, to write about so people like my music. Sure. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think p- that comes across in why certain songs resonate with oh like lots God. of people because you feel the emotion. Yes. And people can relate. It, like, if you're just going to write a song about like, I'm sorry, the cherry lip gloss, what is that Katy Perry song? I, I don't have no relation know. to well, that. Well, that's fine, whatever. But, <laughs> but like, I, you know who did that for me? Who that's started like Kiss a, the Girl, I think. Yeah, that's, like I don't relate to that song. Did oh, you I just kissed write a girl and funny? I liked it. Like, I mean, maybe. But she I relate to that song. She was trying to just like, you know, push some buttons or whatever, I think. But I feel like the lyrics in a song are God, really, really, so old. <laughs> really, really important. I call myself a lyric Nazi. Like, she I is. need to know what you're saying. I want to hear the story you're telling. I will Google the words before I can say. I have to know what you're saying. Um, so I, I totally get that, like, getting the story and coming from, like, a real place. It just somehow translates. I, I feel like you can tell the difference. Like, for me, I really used to love when they first came out Maroon 5. Like, sorry if anyone's friends with no. them or whatever. But, like, their music was really really good on their first album and now their music it's like they fucking gave up on their lyrics and they just they're are like, like oh I saw a Zuber today so <laughs> sweet their new song's kind of dope I don't know about what that what new song the don't oh. wanna know song that's not them that's just Adam right no. I like that song I don't like any of it I feel oh, like wow. it's a second grader wrote like <laughs> I'm here today want to go play what do you say? Malls, hey, malls, hey, malls. hey. There, just wrote a fucking Maroon 5 song. Done. Everyone, it's like they gave fucking up on their story. So I think, I think stories I think are important. In, in, in terms of what you're saying, um, the, the really difficult part with songwriting in general, when you are an artist that's been through um, you know, the transition of several years, it is A, where you are as an artist because you might get tired of something that you were doing and sure. want to change it up. Sure. Also, the people you're working with, if you change the songwriters that you write songs with, or also music evolves, right? And so you try and adapt to where yeah. music is. There's, yeah. You know, it's a combination of a lot of things and not everything's always a home run. That's true. And it's, it, but it, it's also very like a subjective thing too, because I, I, a lot of people love their stuff. I don't, I don't like it anymore. <laughs> I feel like it's just, I, they gave up. I'm committed. Up. It's like a really long-term relationship. So I just love them in theory and I'm going to love them forever. Even if their songs are animals, malls, malls. <laughs> I feel you there. I'm going to love it <laughs> no. so hard. Oh, I love Justin Timberlake so hard, no matter what he does. I would like to equate lyrics in a song to relationships and I'll tell you how this works out and now it makes more sense why we have Lauren's lyrics as part of the show yeah so how you said you fall in love with a song based on the lyrics yeah it's like you almost have to know someone really well to then fall in love with them like you have to know their story yeah to fall in love just like you have to know the song's story to fall in love with the song that's true well if you listen to radio you'll notice that the volume on the vocals are always really high and the music is really low Radio is set to compress the music down and the the vocals to be loud because oh. they want you to connect with what is being sung and sang, which is why the melody is super important a lot of times more often than even what the message is sure. in commercial radio, unfortunately, but true. I think that also the melody helps you remember the words. I think, yeah. or for me, it's it like does. A trick. Well, actually, if you, if you recognize when you go to karaoke nights, people don't even know the words half the time, but they know the melody, right? Oh, so that's why oh, the yeah. melody is so important. I can't stand when people don't know the words. I will <laughs> oh. stop you and be like, "That's not the words." Yeah, uh, she I'm, does it to me all the time. I'm, I'm with you there. Fuck, <gasps> it bugs me so bad. But what if you want to know the words but you just can't remember them? Well, then don't sing them and look it up and memorize it and then sing it. Okay. What do you sing karaoke? Uh, baby got back. What? <laughs> Uh, guess we'll have to go out for a karaoke sometime. Yes, we'll have to because also, have you ever seen me shoop? Probably not. And <laughs> maybe you should. So. Because uh, it's pretty epic. It's pretty great. I'm into it. And I give a mean Bohemian Rhapsody. You do? I just want you to know. I also just killed Four Non Blondes. Listen, you killed it. We need to go out. Now you're talking about like one of the hardest songs to sing. You must have a really high register. Oh, no, I don't think I do. I, I, just just I don't care what I sound like. That's the beauty of karaoke. It's like, you don't, I'm not up there trying to be fucking discovered. I'm not like plugging my ear and singing. I I'm am. just like, also, I work the room, too. What's your go-to karaoke spot? Oh, oh. oh I really like the Belmont. 
Oh, the Belmont's dope. good. I've well, done a couple because I don't want to drive to Korean oh town. Korean town? <laughs> Korean town? Yeah, Korea town. <laughs> my dog's Korean. I say what I want. <laughs> have you ever been to the parlor? Yeah. Uh, your bar? I do. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's parlor. right. Yeah. How did that happen? Was oh, little, little plug? Yeah, Wait, little plug. hold on. And that makes sense with your Australian connection. What the fuck is up with that bar in the Australians? Yeah. Why? They're so cute. Explain. <laughs> what do you mean? Which bar? <laughs> the parlor. They hang out there. They, meaning the Australians. Oh, there's the a lot of Australians at the parlor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that it has anything to do with me. However, that's great to know. <laughs> no, it doesn't have. I'm just saying, though, uh-huh. but you have a connection to Australia. Yeah. You did Australian radio. So I right. hosted a radio show called The Hot It's Live from L.A. Uh, with Andrew G., who's basically the Australian Ryan Seacrest. He hosted um, the Australian Idol. And, uh, well, now I feel Australian nervous Bachelor, like you're judging you know. my... My radio. Are we decent? No, you guys are. Skills. You're fantastic. I'm. I'm just I'm fighting a cold and underslept, so I'm trying to keep my energy up. Well, maybe for you, you need more alcohol. I got it right here, and I'm definitely drinking it. Okay, good. Because like I'm almost. We have out, more so. if you want. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it was a show that um, I don't even remember how I got connected to, but they wanted a DJ that was in the LA nightlife scene okay. to come and talk about LA because it was really a transplant of of Hollywood into Australia, right from the heart of Los Angeles, and at the time. I was playing every major club in LA every night of the week. I literally lived in nightclubs. So there was a lot to talk about. Um, But it was a really cool experience. I did it for a couple years. Um, You were there for a couple years? I did the show for a couple years, yeah. But like here, here, from here. Yeah, Yeah, always from LA. Okay, got it. Did you have to record at weird hours because the time difference? We recorded... Um, or was it not live? We recorded, like, I think at 7 o'clock at night or mm. something like that. And it aired live, but I think it might have been live to tape. I am not. I don't remember. Okay. Interesting. Either way, though, it was an awesome experience, and I got to meet a lot of cool people. Havana Brown being the biggest relationship that I met from the day that I met her. I was like, dude, I need to work with you. Yeah. She came in with We Run the Night before it even broke in Australia. And that day I said, this is a major hit. Can I remix it? And it was the first remix that I ever did. Cheers to um, that. Yeah. And that was well before Red One got involved and they made it um, with Pitbull and then it became like... <gasps> right. Mr. 305? The, it went number one, you know, Mr. 305. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh my God, that's you like You can take the girl out of Miami, but you cannot take... But that was... You, that, there you go. Um, Jeez. <laughs> I mean, you guys. Um, okay, wait. Speaking of remixes. So now... Listen, if I wrote a song, I'd be like, why are you remixing it? Wasn't it good before? But, like, you remix it, and then it's, like, even better. Sometimes so, yes, sometimes no. And you've worked with, like, everyone. You've remixed, like, a bunch of big people. Like I've worked with some people. Okay, I'm just going to pull one out. Uh, Enrique Iglesias, again, because oh of God. Miami. Oh, my God. Oh, my <laughs> God. Here's where things come full circle. When I moved here to act, the first job I got that got me in a SAG was being Enrique Iglesias' stand-in. What? No way. You are a million times taller than him. How'd you do that? No, I'm only, I think I'm like an f- inch taller than him. He's, oh, really? he's like 6'1", I think. Oh, really? It that was, makes you 6'2". Uh, it was a Dave, Dave, Dave LaChapelle music video. Oh, I love Tommy his Hilfiger. stuff. And, um, you know, I met Enrique. It was a very quick head nod and, and that was it. <laughs> but it was funny because I, I don't actually think I really look like him at all. Um, but I had his profile apparently. And oh. then fast forward several years later. And you could be his hero. Uh, no, he's, he's definitely my hero. <laughs> But that was amazing, <laughs> and that is one of my favorite songs. Um, Maybe he seems shorter because he's always like in a shower, water's falling on him. So maybe he and just makes like him just, feel his, his posture is shorter. He's like, just shorter he's because smaller. he's always emotional. So he's got to like cower, like <laughs> maybe like hold himself. And I rock. feel like you're bigger than him. Just saying, it's fine. <laughs> anyway, we'll let that, that one was slide. A tangent. It was good. I'll take it. Um, okay, but also the pentatonics love them. <gasps> Yeah, so that was actually the biggest frustrating moment I had of 2016 Why? because we did that remix and it was the most epic thing I think that not only have I ever done, I've ever heard because it's so unique, right? I mean, what there's not any EDM DJ that's even touched a Christmas song like this. And we made Little Drummer Boy like the Christmas classic, okay? From an acapella group and turned it into I know a EDM I know it me too yeah. I just got chills um, I love I love the pentatonics um, my friend actually hosted a show that like brought them to They're light sick. so I sick. I also have known of them for a while because of him and uh, they're fucking amazing all of their voices are like stellar yeah. and then together it's like it's insane. holy shit that whole acapella thing to me is like magic and I'm gonna say this. I love Christmas. Little Drummer Boy, I'm let me finish though. I'm gonna let you finish like Kanye. I'm gonna let you finish. But like I fucking hate that song. Yeah. Until 
your version. Yes. I, a, a hand to God, like, love, I heard it recently, this year, and I was like, oh my God, I love this song now. Well, because yeah. the, the song ultimately is pretty creepy. It's, it's fucked up. Cool. And also, Drummer boy. And also. the drop we made very, to match, eerie, but yet had a lot of soul. Yeah, and also, yeah it does. And also, like, um, when has anyone ever been like, drum roll, please? And people go, pum 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 pum. Nobody, it's no, like, it's, you go, <laughs> like, no, that's, that's not, not how, how like, fucking drum bum sounds. That's not how it sounds like a drum roll. Yeah, no. no. So, also, and then, yeah, it's, anyway. It but was, that song was, is great. Thank you. And so great that I was so frustrated because we made it like, oh, man, probably two months before Christmas. And it's a lot of pressure. At the same time that, this is why timing sometimes sucks, they had a Hallelujah that came out and <gasps> went number one. I love that song. And so... Again, another Warner Brothers thing where they did not want to push anything away from the attention on mm-hmm. Little Drummer Boy. And they, a, a week or so before Christmas, were like, okay, we're ready to proceed. And I was like, great. We got like, what, seven days to yeah. get people to listen to the record? Yeah. And right after we put it out, I got an email and it was like, yeah, you know what? Let's just wait until next Christmas. To what? <sighs> to do what? To the what? The sound yeah. changes. It's not going to yeah. be the same. Exactly. However, I think it's so unique. Maybe to work, but you can expect yeah. that to be re-released with a full release. Great next year, and also Amazing. Christmas songs do have like an everlasting quality that to them. So at least then you have that going. It's a classic; everyone knows it. Everyone knows the words. Like so it's, it's not going to go out of style. It's not going to. Yeah, I think you've got a little more like shelf life with it because it's a Christmas song, and it's Actually, fucking more than, than anything else. Really. I think so. Okay. I love Christmas so much. Oh, wait, okay. So yeah, I think I know where you're going. Sorry, I cut you off. I just want to ask. So. <laughs> Oh, you guys are finishing each other's thoughts. I don't know, actually, if you know. Uh, Well, I was going to say, so you're a DJ, and you said you travel all the time, and you're in and out of town doing these shows. You go to Vegas, you go to Miami, you do all these things. Does that make it hard to date? Yeah. Yes. Had that conversation. Are you currently single? I am single right now. Oh, this is so good. Yeah. (laughs) Was that where you were going? Yeah, it was. Cool. See? We... That's how we I'm do wearing it. sunglasses, by the way, to hide the lack of sleep on my face right now. Not because like I'm, I'm an asshole. <laughs> or that. Larry David says there's two people that wear sunglasses at night, blind people and assholes. Uh, I'm neither. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was going to say douchebags, but no. That, they, no. I was going to say DJ, because <laughs> I yes. feel like you have like a look when you're a DJ. I don't know. Maybe that's uh, your DJ look. I don't know. They're reflective. At least we can <laughs> at, see what he's seeing. At some point, we're going to have to ring out the Snapchat in, in this room. I can already tell. What? Yeah. Oh, okay. God, I'm not good at that game, but you guys Actually, can Actually, why are we not Facebook living this? I don't know. Do Right now. There's so much to do at one time. It's a lot, but you know what? We're that of that age that we can do multitask. Are we millennials? I'm not a millennial. I'm too old you to be are. a millennial. I you am. Are. Am I really? Yes, by math you are. No, I'm not. Yes, though. eighty. Sorry. Really? Yeah. It's fine. I don't care how old I am. Hi. Hi. I mean, I don't care if people know how old I am. Say hi to my 24.5 thousand followers. Hi, hi guys. <laughs> Follow up on Complicated Show, everyone. Yeah. If you want to see this whole, whole interview. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're about to start talking about the real stuff. Yeah. All the right? dating and shit. So let's, you're single. Let's talk about it. You're single and you go on the road and you are out of town all the time. How the hell do you date? Or do you date in different cities? What do you do? What do you do? You use your DJ booth as like a dating app it's like the ultimate dating like app lure. are you on dating apps I come think on being single in general is shady as shit <laughs> because, what do you mean why do tell uh, it's a different world you know everything's ran by uh by social media right so okay there's you know you used to have to go out to meet people and now you can literally open up an app and swipe right and then start talking to someone you don't know sure okay? you can so, actually never leave the studio if you wanted and meet all the people genuinely although that's not at all how i would ever live <laughs> Uh, yeah, well. I, I did sign up for Bumble, um, I think, shortly after I ended my relationship earlier this year, earlier last year. And I've never been on a dating app date, ever. Oh. So I, like, pride myself on that. And if I do ever go on you one, pride yourself it would on that have one. to be really special. Oh. Yeah, because, dude, I mean, I, I, I went on one blind date in my life a long time ago, and it just was not, you know... It, Sometimes you get somewhere and you're like not feeling it. You uh-huh. don't want to be there, but at the same time you don't want to be rude. So sure. you go through the motions. Yeah, I don't want to go through the motions. I like, get it. Um, I'm at a point in my life where I want to would rather spend quality time with someone that I'm genuinely interested in, or just not be out with someone at all. So weird because this one sitting next to me has said the same exact thing. I agree, but you have legit said the same exact thing. I have. Hi. But it's true. <laughs> it is true. It, it is, is very, very true, true, and I agree. But how do you? How do you meet people? Yeah, then? how do you meet people? You personally. You know, uh, the the problem is is that I'm in a club a lot, mm-hmm. right? So you meet a lot of people in nightclubs. Up into club. And it is very, very unreasonable to think that you're gonna <laughs> turn around in a club and 
there's going to be someone there that's going to be like your dream girl. Although I can tell you I did meet someone in a club uh, like several months ago and we had a connection and we talk and we're friends. And, you know, you never know what can develop. But um, I have a lot of friends like all over the country and there's, you know, different people that I talk to. And I'm not at all trying to pursue a very serious relationship yet because I just got out of one like a year ago. And I think I'm at a point where I am starting to want to date again. But I'm taking my time. And also, this is the most complicated time in my career. And I don't want anything to distract sure. from what's really, really important. At the end of the day, like, I want to be a dad. I want to have a family. My yeah. brother and sister are both married with kids. Aww. And it's, you know, I think from seeing my nieces, my goddaughter is like, you have to go on my Instagram and see her because you will be addicted. Aww. Everyone I know is addicted. She's such a special person. All all my all my nieces are, but but, but this one's but your goddaughter because she's the first, and she's my goddaughter, yeah. and she also like looks like she could literally be my daughter. Aww. It is like a very very special connection, and it's definitely you know ignited that flame of wanting to be sure. a dad, which is why I'm working so hard because I know that I'm going to have that opportunity. It's just that this time right now is for the work, so that then later I can focus on the family. And you want to make sure you're in the right place too. How long were you with the girl before that you broke up with a year ago? Uh, we dated for about. A little over two years, maybe two and a okay. half years. See, that's why we haven't seen each other in so long. <laughs> you, that and you, I travel every yeah, weekend. That's true. For <laughs> that, and yeah. maybe also you don't go to the nightclubs anymore. Oh no, I don't. And where I don't are DJ you? DJ in LA that much anymore? You don't. If you do, where are you? Uh, well, I'm gonna be playing at the new Marquee Tau Group um, operations. So they're opening the Dream Hotel. That has. They're a, opening a Dream Hotel here. It yeah. opened last night. They did a <gasps> ribbon cutting. Sweet. Got, Where is it? Roofed. It's um, Selma and Cahuenga across from Kitchen 24. Shut the front door. So oh, that's great. That's right there. Where the old AV used to be. They took that whole space over. And I want to go. There's a Tao. There's a Dream Hotel. There's Avenue, which is their club from New York, Beauty in Essex, and then the Rooftop Lounge. Well, Shut. that is a lot of It's a of very, clubs. very that serious hospitality. really program. like, oh my God. But I'm going to break my retirement uh, in LA to play that venue, literally because their family have been playing at Marquee in Vegas for about three yeah, years Yeah, great. Now. What a great connection. When are you doing that? Um, probably we'll wait until the day club opens, so spring, okay. summer-ish. Oh. But I might make a little guest appearance. You're going to make us wait? I know, really. Where, how can other people outside of L.A. see you? Where all can over, they go watch you DJ? All over the country. What? <laughs> uh, I mean, hit, hit up my website, Savvy Music. My calendar is pretty up-to-date, although actually I need to update it. Okay. <laughs> update that shit. Yeah. But I'm in Miami every month. I'm in San Diego every other month. Sunday I'm in Austin Diego. every, like, six weeks. Uh, I'm in Vegas, like, six times a month. So that's Whew. the biggest place that you could always see me. Yeah. Which everybody's in Vegas at some point. Sure. Yeah. And I'm um, playing festivals this year. My first one is in March in Cabo uh, with Galantis and Dioro. There's and, a um, festival in Cabo? First one, yeah. It's what? Called, and it's called Cabo Music Festival. Oh, is it, like, Cabo? Because there's always a lot of vowels. Cabo during spring break. You already know. Dude. Oh, my God. That sounds like uh, a fucking hangover central. And, like, a lot of groupies for you. Like, young And groupies. a lot of, like, wet t-shirts uh, and boobs and stuff. Yeah. yeah Brace I've, yourself. I've done Cancun spring break several times. I've done Cabo spring break a couple times. And it is, by far, the biggest shit show. Are you, you like, immune to shit like that now? You see, yes. like, a chick with, like, tits everywhere, and you're like, oh. Tits everywhere. They're just everywhere. It's, and you're just like, oh, there's another one. Like, you don't... It's like being in L.A. and being around could celebrities. Could not be more immune to it than I currently am. Really? Totally. Like, no. I'm like, you're like, after, like, 10 years in L.A., you're like, oh, Robert De Niro's sitting next to me. Oh, fuck. oh God, that guy. <sighs> I will say this as a single person. Jaded as fuck. Yeah, really. <laughs> Robert Jared De Niro, that guy. AF. Oh, that fucking guy? Yeah. Ugh. So as a single person, like, okay, obviously if I'm on dating apps, like, it says people's professions and it says, like, where they're from and then maybe, like, a little blurb about them. If somebody wrote that they were a DJ, I would just assume that dude is going to be, like, a cheater because they're going to have girls around them all the time. Like, Jen! Well, I'm just saying. I'm not saying you are. I know you. But, like, you wouldn't go there straight. No, but I... We're on high alert for, we, all the community of females, are on high <laughs> alert for, like, red flags because we don't know someone, so they I might be a like stranger. I feel like you would be more red flagged that, that that person's a slashy. Do you know what slashy means? No, We're going to tell you. A slashy sl- is like, <laughs> I'm a DJ slash bartender oh. slash model <laughs> slash Uber driver. Uber driver. You just coined a phrase. I've never heard that. Oh, before. Yeah. That's sick. Well, you, you, I would think them. your first like red flag would be this fucking sure. guy's a slashy sure but then I would also like I have a friend whose boyfriend is a DJ and he's gotten around the country for reals but like man how do you dispel that uh, yeah are stereotype you, but I mean he just said he's not really looking right. for a relationship right now totally but that doesn't also mean he's in the like, back of my mind I am so if you meet someone you're always thinking of about course it. and right. you never but know it was yeah. not a, it's not the priority 
be, that it was once a few years ago when I was like when yeah. I hit thirty thirty one is when I like you know men mature much later. Yeah. I like. Oh, was, we know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. It's complicated, especially yeah. in LA. I'm sure you definitely. Yeah. Know. Yeah. But I really made it a point to stop all the dating, which is like if I met a person, I'd be like, let's go to dinner. I didn't really want to waste time at dinners with people I didn't know anymore because for the most part, it would really just be like a social thing and, and end up being nothing else. Sure. So I prefer to develop friendships with people. Oh. I think that the most beneficial way to have a successful relationship is to build a friendship first because if you don't even like the person, eventually yeah. that's going to come out, right? Sure. So you may as well look at trying to develop a rapport with them that is way beyond anything you're going to get from just like dating someone. Sure. You know, my brother and sister, I think both married their best friends Aww. and my sister married like my brother's best friend. <gasps> and um, oh, That's snap. pretty much the cutest thing and, I've ever and heard. And my brother's wife is also my sister's friend. So Aww. it's like really crazy how it worked out. So now that's... you just need your person to fit right in with that like... You know, I really want to have um, a friendship before anything. I think that's really, really important. Because do you guys have each other's day... numbers? You do. <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> what? I can't, you know. I mean... JG in the building. You guys have known each other for a really long now. time. <laughs> I do this to her all the time. I'm I at love the grocery it. store and like some guy will be sitting next to me like, um, my friend is single. <laughs> $2. Here's her picture. <laughs> Are you married or you're single? I have a boyfriend. I like that there was nothing in between. Married or single. No. So, I mean, I'm not married, no. I mean, the way yeah. I look at it is even if you're not actually married, if you're in a relationship, you're kind of married, right? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, sure. It depends on yeah. who you ask, actually. If mm. you ask a guy, it might be a different situation. Yeah. No, no, totally. I think you're, I mean, yeah. I, I don't, it's a level of commitment. I don't really think the paper means shit. Here's like, a problem with dating that I really, uh, drives me nuts. The me agenda, right? Everybody is on the me plan. And yeah. when you're in L.A., the real problem is that um, it's the bigger, better deal, right? Like someone meets someone, they're thinking they're really into it, but it's I'm only into you kind of. I'm also talking to other people because maybe someone better is going to come along. Like a venture. That it, shit never existed to me until I moved here. And yeah. Really, it didn't exist to me until I got into the like nightlife scene. Right. I think it's an industry thing in general because I do notice it in other markets, but – that's not how it is in the Midwest. It's it's totally different, and I really miss that um, grounded style of like getting to know people. You know? Which is probably why you don't bother to do something unless you're feeling like really serious about it. Now I do. Yeah. When yeah. I was younger, though, I also you know you you become it's a, a maturity victim. thing too. Yeah. Right. One hundred percent. Yeah. For sure. And I, I like I always say about the dating apps, like it's great if you don't have an opportunity to meet people in person. Like I work with you. I'm there's no sure. one else here. So I'm not gonna meet somebody through work yeah. necessarily unless they're a guest on our show. Um but that's why I'm on the apps because I'm not it's going out another, anymore like we used an, to. Yeah, it's I another app. I think everybody have, yeah. gets on the app, even when they're in relationships, because hey, maybe I might you know, someone might pair with me that could potentially be. That's the problem. Oh, right. That's but shady. People just want to upgrade because they're not sure. No one wants to settle anymore. We don't have yeah. to settle anymore. It's not like you met someone that's great, so you're going to make that one thing work. But now you've got so many options. You can you just do have so many try options. It out. And, I, I yeah. watched. I do not watch and have not ever watched The Bachelor. Okay, but I watched. Um, what was his name? The the guy from last season that everybody loves. Oh, Ben. Ben, right? I watched the Ben Higgins season and. It blew my mind. I was I was like, this guy had to have been coached the fuck up. Oh, yeah. They because he was so almost perfect in every situation, right? But it really made, made me, like, realize communication on top of my own experiences is so important. And he was so communicative with each individual situation and girl. And it blew my mind because... It's like brilliant. That's exactly the way to serial date, right? Sure. And that's kind of because what... then you can be like, "What I told you, right?" Well, girls like to like not hear things, so they'll be like, "Well, he oh, no, said no. that he's that, and oh, he's not looking no. to settle down." But I think he's gonna fall in love with me. Oh it's no, me. they think that like yeah. Right. Well, it's also because it's true. Like you can say what you want to say. Like I'm not looking for something serious, or I want it, whatever. But at the end of the day, your feelings are your feelings. So right. even if you're like, I'm not looking to settle down, if that fucking person walks into your life, you're it's lights like, out. Yeah, done. What are your, and then you write a song what about are, it. What are your feelings about when you are dating? Is it okay to go on dates with multiple people and try and get to know them, or are you supposed to just date the one person that you're getting? I to have know? a question about what you mean by the word. What is dating? I've had a conversation with my boyfriend about this. <laughs> what the fuck does dating mean to you? Like the definition. Yeah. What is dating? I'm dating this girl. What so does that mean to you? Going to dinner with someone is not dating. Hanging out with them a few times is not dating. 
seeing them regularly, okay, where you're like, you're you're regularly start seeing someone, you're dating someone. It does not mean you're in a relationship. There's no commitment on either end. Okay, you're in the gray area then. But you are in the gray area because no no one person has sat down and said, hey, look, I really like you and I only want to see you. And until that happens, I don't see why you're supposed to not get to know other people. I agree agree with that too, actually, because of also age. So now if I were in my like 20s, let's say, I might give somebody you know, all the chances in the world until it fizzles out sure, or maybe right. it keeps going. Now I'm like, shit, I can't throw all my eggs in one basket. I'm in my 30s. Yes. Also, it's not even that. It's also like, I'm not going on date number three with you if I don't like you. Even if it's only just at the level of date number three. If I don't see you as somebody that I could be with from whatever you're showing me, there's no glass ball. I can't predict the future. But if I don't like, there's something I don't like about you or I'm not feeling it, I'm not going on. It's not going to take me fucking six months to figure no. out if I like you. Right. I can tell pretty much and sometimes you're wrong but I can tell after a couple of dates like I don't need to go out with you again like I'm not into it but I think you can multitask but like I I you know I think dating is the same as you like if you've gone on like two or three dates I wouldn't say I'm dating someone I would say we went on some dates if we're seeing each other more regularly I'm dating you but we're not that's not my boyfriend dating doesn't mean boyfriend right my boyfriend thinks dating means like I'm dating only you I'm like, oh well, too bad because I was dating. I mean, it's like a verb. I mean, hello, he just needs to listen to our show. He just saw it differently, so it there was you know a little bit of like a. But at the same time, people assume and they just yeah find themselves being maybe caught off guard because they didn't ask. If you asked and you're honest with someone, which is the key, you know, I will tell you like I'm talking to other people. Yeah, and it's because I'm not looking to just get into a relationship. I'm looking for either a life partner. Or there's no reason why I should be in a very serious relationship. Unless that's what you're ready for. That's what you want. And that's something you can't help or be ready for or say, like, it's going to happen at this point in time. It just happens. Well, that's why it's magical. And it's love. And it's what people write songs about. That's right. And then they drop the the beat to it. Bike drop. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So where are you next on tour? Uh, Where am I next on tour? Oh, God. So I I took the last... 10 days of this month off to finish my next single. It's called Coming Home. Mm. And uh, I thought I finished it yesterday, and then I decided to start it all over again. Oh, okay. okay. Hey. Are you a perfectionist? Yes. Okay. Which is why if you listen to most of my music, um, you know, I can't even say this, actually. I think when you finish something that's art, you can go back to it and go, oh, God, why did I do that? You're Wish never done really that. done. Probably. You're never yeah. done. That's a problem with music. That's a problem with, with pretty much any art in general is yeah. it's ever-changing. Sure. So you just have to try and make the best that you can. And and then oh, remix it. And you can, but <laughs> that's what's great. Song. You, you can revisit stuff or remaster, right? <laughs> yeah. But the problem is is that you're never, ever going to be truly happy with it. So you yeah. just put it out and you do the best that you can and you move on. You got to let it go at some point. The other yeah. problem is that it's also a business. And so sometimes in this instance, I am trying to get this out right away. And because of the pressure, it's like I wanted to just go with the one I did because it's done and I could put it out in a few weeks on on, on the la- on one of the labels I'm signed to. But instead, the mature part of me and the one that's had experience doing this is like, no, you're not fully happy, and this is a really, really good song. Let's try and get it right. Yeah. So I decided to start it all over again, which could be I could knock it out in a few days, or it could take us like I don't even know uh, months or years before we get to where we want to. But you go. gotta listen to your instinct on that. Yeah. One. But I, I really believe in doing justice to when you know it's really hard to get a very, very good song, and I don't want to ruin it. I want it to be the best it possibly can. Be. I, so like it. I like it. I like that's it. I like it. That's a good too. motto okay, for life. So, but in terms of touring, yes. I'm in um, Miami at the top of the month. And then uh, Vegas again at... Uh, and maybe a surprise in L.A. Yeah. <gasps> L.A. is for sure going to happen. I just don't know what date it's going to be yet. Okay, well, you've right. got to keep your people posted on all of your platforms. So tell people where they can find you again one more time. <laughs> uh, Instagram, DJ Savi. Twitter, DJ Savi. My uh, Snapchat is DJ Savi. And then everything else is Savi Music. Okay. Sweet. So, Great. guys, follow him. Go see him. Listen for his music. Are we done? This, like, flew by. I right? Know, right? Didn't it's we so say fun. it would be fun? I mean, You guys hello. are awesome, though. Thank Thanks. you very much for having me. Oh, my God. Me. Thank, you for, thank you for coming in. And you guys, don't forget to tune in next week. We've got Braun. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I don't know Houston how to say Stamp. It. That's how you say it. Good job. He's a professional surfer, and now he does some other things. So, don't forget to tune into it. At Complicated Show on all the social medias. Mm-hmm. And we deliver this content to you guys free every week. And we know that you've got like a zillion podcasts to listen a to. A scrillion. A scrillion. But you come back to ours and we couldn't be more thankful. Okay. And what you could actually do for us maybe is tell a friend. 
please do. And, uh, you know, don't forget to uh, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and Acast. And you can catch up on all the episodes, past, present, and future. And uh, You can re-listen to this one if you want to. You can, too, and you like should. Times. You should. And also, shout out to Justin Ma- Mateen, Mateen the, the Dream. Dream. Yeah. Um, for five stars and an awesome review. Thanks, Justin. It was really sweet what you said. And we so love you so yeah. much. Um, right. So, guys, you can find me at Jennifer Golden. That's Jennifer with one N, one F. Don't with Golden. the F. There's never how to spell two Fs it. You know what? Some people don't know how to spell. And Jennifer? They just, they're idiots. No. I don't know. Um, I love you, though, if you're watching, whoever you are. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Um, yeah, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, my website, Snapchat, yes. Google. And you can find me uh, at Lauren Leonelli yeah, on all of the things. I know. I was like, I don't know what I'm saying. At Twitter, Facebook, and my website. All right, guys. Thanks again. Thanks, DJ Savi. We will see you next week. And love you, love you, long time. Cheers. Oh, it's water. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 